Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 14 of Harry and the Potter... Harry and the Potters. <laughs> we're discussing chapter 14 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Percy and Padfoot. <laughs> First, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Submit to Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. Check out BlackGirlsCreate.org for the guidelines and awesome stories. Love our blog, love Wizard Team. have a few extra galleons lying around. Consider becoming a Patronus. We video record the Wizard Team episodes, and Patron and I have access to those videos and other cool perks. Um, so if you want to watch us record and get cool perks, you should. Cool perks! It. And if you just want to support us as well. That too. Also, if you, if you like us, then, you know. You like us. You really like us. Support for support's sake is sometimes fun. It's, like, good. It makes you feel like a good human being. Like... Yeah. Um, if you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal. Um, th- shout out to Cousin Connie for giving us the name cheering charm. You can find the links to donate at blackgirlscrate.org forward slash donate. We have Wizardy merch. Um, so you can go to our website to, um, you know, step up your nerd fashion and stationary game. Also, we have some new stuff. So we have like a black girls create shirt out there we got more black girls more dragons so if you you know support us support the cause for more black girls and more dragons and if you like the shirts buy like three or four because i just realized like the shirts cost a lot of money but we get like 21 cents (laughs) someone actually just bought like a bunch of stickers and a um, oh maybe they were stickers i couldn't figure out what someone bought but i was like why it's 21 cents we get 21 cents that's that Those hurts. are probably the stickers, because the stickers are only, like, $2 or something, okay. so that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, you should... But, yeah, anyway, there are new designs. The point is that there are new designs. And you can rep um, us, so and then you when you run into out. Baron Trump wearing your Black Girls Create shirt or your More Girls and More Dragon sticker, and he's like, what's that? I love Black Girls. I love dragons. You can be like, oh, let me tell you, Baron. And then, as you all know, he will bankroll us to you know rebel against his father or something and if you're Um, listening to the podcast and you're not a patronus bayana's wearing a onesie (laughs) okay if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so rate and review us on itunes google play or wherever your you find your podcast and that will also help other people find us and see us and then be like oh yeah this is a great podcast because it's got all positive reviews and if you don't like us one why are you on episode 112 two don't review us (laughs) but you must like us because you're on episode 112 so yeah there's all those things um also subscribe to black witches weekly our newsletter letter newsletter curated by wizard bay deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on um so if you want to be in the know be sure to subscribe she already let some people know she let you know gave us a little hint for next week 
Um, yeah. It's about to be Black Panther centered because, you know, of course, if you're, shit was If you're lit. not on the Slack channel, so, uh, join our Slack channel. And if you're on the Slack channel, join... Or if you're not on the Slack team, join the Slack team. And if you're not in the Marvelous Marvel channel, join that. Also, because Kashana is catching up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And all those feels that we had, she's having in a delayed sense. And I'm, like, getting kind of S.H.I.E.L.D. PTSD, but also, like, like that weird, like, ha-ha, you don't even know. You ain't even ready. It's, like, schadenfreude <laughs> and PTSD at the same time. I don't know. It's great. It's all happening on Slack. That's where all the people are. It is. I want to be where the people are. I want to see them. See them dancing. And now for Wizard Team News. Um, there is no Wizard Team News. Magical birthdays. Um, Tuesday was Flitwick's birthday. So shout out to the head of Ravenclaw House. And the best charms yeah. professor. I mean, the only charms professor. And the best but charm. Well, I was going to say... <laughs> I don't know how many other trans professors we've had. Um, yeah. I don't know. But one of the more competent Hogwarts professors. Definitely. Um, you know, he has a lot of And he is somehow in another um, parallel universe also the leader of the, ch- the choir in which they hold frogs because why? And he has the ability to age at will or not age. Unage. Benjamin Button. Right. Yeah. You know, he went from, like, the, the white, you know. Yeah. And then he had the little black bowl cut with the little mustache. Yeah. Which, they, I just, how did they not explain? Never mind. It's fine. Never mind. And then suddenly he was only the music teacher. Like, he didn't. Do charms anymore? It's cool. Was he only? The, I don't think he was teacher. only the music teacher. Was he? Well, they. After third, after like in the after the third movie, they only showed him doing things with the choir. Like the third movie, oh. when they did the whole like something wicked this way comes, and then like literally after that, every other time he made like even I think in Half Blood Prince, he's like walking down the path back to Hogwarts from Hogsmeade, and he mentions choir practice. But like, those are the only things that get me. <laughs> no one ever mentions the fact that he actually teaches a real class. That's rude. Y'all got money for a competent defense against the dark teacher, but you hire someone whose sole thing is an extracurricular activity? Like his only job is... No, they don't. That was a movie. I know. I'm yelling at the movie movie. verse. I'm I'm yelling in the movie verse. They don't have that logic. Because what kind of logic (laughs) is that? Oh, he's the choir teacher. What? Even in muggle schools, the choir teacher teaches something else. What? Drama? Something. Do they have wizard drama? Wizard acting? Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Because I don't think they, like... Because they can't have movies. But they do have the radio. theater. Right. And, like, radio plays and stuff. Maybe it's all just, like, voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. And live theater. That's an interesting question. That's interesting. Because, um, yeah. Um, okay, let's let's get into this chapter. Um, chapter 14, Percy and Padfoot. But first, previously on Wizard Team, um, Harry had a tension with Dolores where she used her murder quill to carve um, 
words into his skin. Ugh, um, just... Ron was made um, the keeper for the Gryffindor Quidditch team, so that's some good news. Um, and is that the only good news? Basically, that's potentially the only good news. Um, no, Luna, Luna, Luna believes. Oh, um, and Harry. Hotep Ernie, Ernie believes Harry. So that's and so does Ernie. We're seeing the makings of a um, resistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fred and George are trying to experiment on first years, and Hermione's not having it. Right. Um, yeah, and Hagrid is still not back from wherever he is. Hagrid got a Hagrid. Hagrid is going to Hagrid, indeed. Um, okay, so Harry was the first to awake in his dormitory the next morning. Um, he lay there and savored the thought that it was Saturday. The first week of term seemed to have dragged on forever, like one gigantic history of magic lesson. Um, which sucks, but other, but also other. That makes no sense. Um, but also, like, if, because I'm a literal person, um, reading this, if it, like, yeah, it dragged on forever, but there were also some really, there were some highs and lows. It wasn't just dull. Like, you didn't, like coast through that shit you you know there was some fun torture in there like we mentioned and you know some other moments i like how you said there are some highs and lows where, where were the highs i know i said it and then i just realized like just kidding just lows also um nearly headless nick still hasn't been included in the headless hunt the chat wants you to know never yeah. forget yeah. <laughs> I thought we were coming up with a new thing. That's why I didn't say that one. Yeah, back to the highs and lows of Harry's week. I just think that it's, um, it's but there's been some lows and some not so lows. Some mans. There's been some mans and lows. In the first but it hasn't day. been boring. It has not been boring. Again, it's like the, it's, it's the, it's the, the bars are not very high. Right. At this point. Um, so Harry, Pulled open the curtains around his bed, got up and started to dress. Um, then he went downstairs to, um, yeah, then he went downstairs, you know, to get some time by himself and to, you know, not disturb the other sleeping Gryffindors in his room. He looked around the common room, the detritus, ooh, I like that word, um, of crumpled up bits of parchment, old gobstones, empty ingredient jars, and candy wrappers that usually covered the common room at the end of each day was gone as were all of Hermione's elf hats. Um, I think it's a little bit strange that the house elves clean up after them every night. night. The thing that's really it funny about really it seem necessary. is, well, I mean, I think, like, in schools and, like, office buildings and stuff, you do have cleaners come every night um, just because. Yeah, but, like, but... Is that the same for, like, boarding schools? I don't know. I think I'm thinking more of, like, living spaces, yeah. you know? Where, well, that's like, the thing is I'm thinking about, like... All the time. And when I was in school, the dorms and, like, common areas got cleaned nightly. Um, but, like, mm. your rooms, you had, you had to do that. But the thing that's weird about this as well, though, is that not all of these students, actually the majority of these students, are going to go on to, like adult life without a house house elf so it seems like counterintuitive to 
give them to have someone like cleaning up and things on this magnitude that they get to the point where they'll just throw a party and go to bed and not even think to like clean up behind themselves right and it's it's strange because i know that not all of them realize that house elves are doing it you know what i mean like they just think it's magic or like we all just (laughs) found out the year before so they could think like oh it's just a room that self cleans Mm -hmm. after we go to bed or whatever which um would be kind of lit and uh, probably possible in a way to end slavery in the wizarding world however um well molly kind of well she cleans with magic you know, so yeah, it's easier, but yeah, again, like you have magic and you're so lazy that you gotta enslave a a species. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, okay. I don't know. I think I'm. I'm just a little. I'm a little bit. Um. I mean, confused, but also it just doesn't seem like it would be necessary at this mag on this like scale, if it makes sense. Right. Like because they are also cooking and cleaning. They're also cooking right. all of the meals. There's an entire castle to clean, right? Like there's not just uh, the common rooms. There's also the classrooms and the halls, and like maybe they don't. Maybe they do that on like a shift, or they like don't do it like. Um, every day, although it seems they do the common rooms every night. I don't know. It's, well, so it's Portia asked about this, and Deborah says in the chat room they probably work in shifts because there's 300. There's about 300 elves, mm-hmm. um, and they probably are assigned like different things. So you're assigned maybe breakfast, and then you clean the common rooms, and like lunch and dinner, and you clean the great hall or like classrooms. I don't know, whatever kind of makes sense. But then also. I feel like they probably do a lot of that themselves. Like, they decide how to do it because it seems like they mm-hmm. are pretty autonomous at Hogwarts. Like, I don't know. I just don't... I don't know how much direction they're getting. Maybe Filch is giving them directions because Filch also cleans during the day. Mm-hmm. What is Filch's job, actually? To like, yell could, at children. Like, Kishana just asks, what does Filch clean? Um, but, like... I mean, I guess, yeah, are caretakers necessary when you have other people? Well, I think when the house elves are cooking, he's in charge of, like, he's more like a glorified hall monitor slash, like, make sure that there's, like, you know, big spills or whatever. Because it does seem very purposeful that the elves are kept out of sight. Right? Like, you Mm -hmm. just, like, book... So four years into Hogwarts, and they only saw elves when they purposely went into the kitchens. Right. Um, So, and I know that, like, Dobby is a weird, I'm doing air quotes on a podcast, but (laughs) Dobby is a quote, unquote, weird elf, and Creature is a little senile, um, and we don't know that much about Winky. Like, she's a quote, unquote, good elf, but her job was very different. But it seems like the mark of a good house elf to be invisible. So, again, is that, are they told explicitly to be, like, out of the way? Or is that just something they kind of, society has, like, trained them up to do? Hmm. Right. 
So all these questions and no answers. Harry wonders um, how many elves had been set free, whether they wanted to be or not. And I still do not understand how that's a thing because Hermione doesn't own the elves. So them getting clothes from her and getting tricked into giving clothes, it doesn't feel like it would work. He uncorked his ink bottle and was getting ready to write a letter. He sat quite motionless, gazing into the fireplace, then finally coming to a decision, he dipped his quill into the ink bottle once more and resolutely, and set it resolutely upon the parchment. Dear Snuffles, hope you're okay. The first week back here has been terrible. I'm really glad it's the weekend. We've got a new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, Professor Umbridge. She's nearly as nice as your mom. I'm writing because that thing I wrote to you about last summer happened again last night when I was doing detention with Umbridge. We're all missing our biggest friend. We hope he'll be back soon. Please write back quickly. Best, Harry. Um, a few things about this this letter and these quote are uh, this these clues. What human is named Snuffles? So if they were intercepting letters and they wanted again to. Mm-hmm. Um, portray Harry as a crazy person, him writing this weird letter to a person named Snuffles is really going to help their cause. Like, if his name is Sirius, maybe they could have called him Jokes. I don't know. (laughs) Gerald. Like that one, uh, I think it's like a Tumblr post that was going around about um, how they could have just put glasses on Sirius and called him Remus's cousin Gerald and people probably would have believed them. Right. Right. Um, Also, I was thinking they could start calling him Stubby Borgman because no one really reads the equivalent. Dear Stubby. Dear Stubby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it would have been great if Harry, I know Harry's like really, you know, he's going through a lot, but it would have been great if he'd be like, also, you know, I found out about your um, Your singing career. Your career. As a, I yeah, hope I didn't realize you could you send me a record band, that so. I can listen to. Yeah. yeah. But then also <laughs> this, like, um, this is actually, I think, a pretty good clue. She's nearly as nice as your mom. I like that. Oh, take down. I love that. It's a good it's take so down. It's so shady. It, it's right. Really, it's really good. Um, and then we're all missing our biggest friend. Yeah. A 14 year old is coming up with this. <laughs> like, but it's all, but it's pretty good, I think. Like, I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think that, you know, somebody taking this without context would not necessarily know what that means. But if someone is intercepting Harry Potter's letters. That's true, but still, there are lots of... Big could mean a lot of different things, right? Like, it can mean physically big, but it could also, like, mean other things. It doesn't necessarily have to be literal, even though he is... I mean, I guess if someone um, in the UK listens... Is biggest friend something that you would say as opposed to best friend or gr- or good friend? He's a big friend. Probably not, but... That only, to me, connotates size. Because we would say he's a really good friend. Yeah, and I'm not saying... No, the point I is... I guess you like, could no, say no, our greatest will... friend, because great, great yeah, in size great and stature, like, yeah. I'm not, you know, it's good, it's a good try, good first pass but we're stuck on snuffles you hear dear snuffles and you're just like oh that boy is for show on something <laughs> or he's you know writing to someone who's using a code name 
Either way, it's suspicious. Yeah. Um, so Harry rereads his letter several times, trying to see it from the point of view of an outsider. He cannot see how they would know what he was talking about or he, who he was talking to just from reading the letter. He did hope that Sirius would pick up the hint about Hagrid and tell them when he might be back. Harry did not want to ask directly in case it drew too much attention to what Hagrid might be up to while he was not at Hogwarts. Um, so then he goes off to the Owlery where he runs into nearly headless Nick who says, I would not go that way if I were you. Peeves is planning an amusing joke on the next person who pa- on the next person to pass the bust of Paracelsus halfway down the corridor. Does it involve Paracelsus falling on top of a person's head? Asked uh, Harry. Funnily enough, it does, said Nick. Subtlety has never been Peeves' strong point. I'm off to try and find the Bloody Baron. He might be able to put a stop to it. See, Harry. Yeah, bye, said Harry. Um, and so then he takes the long way to the Allery. Peeves is a on problem. On there, he runs. But I yeah, love him. Peeves, Don't ever change. I mean, I was going to say, he, he's there. He does his job very well. Right. You know what I'm saying? I bet he has a lesson plan. <laughs> it's not subtlety. Right. But he's like, the professors could really the learn today? from Peeves. Peeves is like, what am I here to do? Oh, I'm a poltergeist. So let me polter some guys. job. Exactly. Right. Whereas people are like, oh, I'm he a teacher. Is. I should probably teach. Do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag what would Peeves do? His job. These are all in, these are all important questions, you know. Peeves takes introspect. He and he has a moment of introspection. He thinks about what he's doing, right? He thinks mm-hmm. he looks at his choices, and then he realizes, yes, I am supposed to be doing this because I'm a poltergeist, right? And then boom. What choice should I make? This is the how worst we get him one. dropping Paracelsus on people's heads. <laughs> I also love how nearly the snick is so bored about it and how like Harry's now been here for five years. Like there's this weird thing um, in life. I don't know if you went through this in school, but around like my junior year, I was like, oh, I'm like here. Like I'm not, you know, like freshman year, you're scared and like you're like, oh, God, what's everything? And then sophomore Mm -hmm. year, you get kind of comfortable, but you're still a little bit like you get homesick. Just, you know, I don't know. By junior year, I was like, oh, I live here now. This is, like, normal. And so this is, like, really Harry's, like, oh, I'm guessing he's going to drop something on someone's head. Everything is old news now. (laughs) Exactly. Like, he just immediately, not, oh, shit, what's Peach planning? He's just like, oh, he's going to drop it on his head. And, like, the creepies, like. the other way. I don't know. I would say, like, Dennis would be like, oh, let me go see if I can outsmart him. And Harry's like, nah, man, let me just <laughs> avoid that entirely. Mm-hmm. So, um, really quickly, Portia oh. asked um, if, she said, do you think Peeves had ever gotten bins out of his trance? Um, that would be kind of hilarious. Somebody should write that fanfic. Someone or maybe, write but that it's fanfic. like, Maybe not. Maybe Benz doesn't give a fuck. He's a ghost. He's doing, he's reading his lessons. He don't care what's going on out. Oh my God. The, Someone should you know, write the fanfic that of might Peeves. might be really cool. Of Peeves letting Benz like know that he's a ghost. Havoc. Ooh. Because you know there's that line that they're not even sure if he realizes that he's dead. If he even knows that he's yeah. dead. Right. Um, I'm just thinking of there's this like really dumb insurance commercial that makes me laugh and I don't know why, but it's like a moose. And they're like, it's a sticker of a moose, actually. Oh, <laughs> and he's yeah. Like, What's yeah. a sticker? I'm a stick. 
it, it makes me chuckle every it time. It is very funny. Um, it is funny. Um, okay, so mm, Mrs. Norris is lurking. Do you think Miss Norris, like, patrols the corridors? Um, like, they split up, and Miss Norris patrols her side, and he and Filch patrols his side, and then... She goes and finds him and has like a like a blink or something. Some, she can't speak. Like yeah. what is the communication? There's some, something. Yeah. So like when she finds him, she like rubs against his leg or flicks her tail twice to the left. I don't know. And then he follows her. Like I want to just know what that like what their code is. Like, or if she just like meows. Yeah. And then is like, What's the system? This way. And he's if like, she meows, it's bad. If she purrs, everything's good. And she just wants a snack. I don't know. He he's figured it out. Oh my god, Amani like, has the cool he, head cannon that I don't think is real, but is cool. Um, what if Peeves was Ben's BFF at Hogwarts, and that's why Ben stays even after he died because he was. Um, it was what his only companion did, but oh, but Peeves didn't cool. stay. Peeves was a poltergeist. He's not a ghost. So like, he 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 appears through chaos and mischief and he was never alive if that makes any sense um but yeah um okay so that also means so sorry 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 connie just got quote tweeted by janelle monet and that needed to be said on the podcast it's in general i shouldn't have moved there but i did janelle monet retweeted or quote tweeted connie from the future from the future so let's 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 move on. So Harry goes to the Owlery, um, and he finds Hedwig, the what? goat. We haven't um, seen her in a while. So she, we haven't seen her in a while. That's because she has been um, on rehearsing. tour. Oh, rehearsing you know? for tour. She's been getting getting ready. Wait, wait. So it's ninety five. What was Beyonce doing? Mm-hmm. Are you googling it? I am. I feel like that was like, like actually, the I beginning of. Like, I feel like she was getting her group right together. Because our timeline, yeah. our timeline is. This is when she was like awful. getting. Who cares? She was getting um, Destiny's Menagerie. They were rehearsing. They were getting ready to go. In '95, Beyonce's father resigned from his job to manage the group full time. Well, boom. So. I appreciate that this podcast is both Harry Potter and um, <laughs> Beyonce history. I mean, I feel like that's the same thing. In October of 95, um, they get signed to Grassroots Entertainment. And in 1996, they um, record their album under, with an agreement under Sony Music. So. So. She is. Yeah, she's rehearsing for sure. She's got a big meeting coming up in October. Um, she don't have time for Harry's stuff, but she decided to stop on in. Mm-hmm. Um, there you are, he says. Get down here. I've got a letter for you. Um, right. I know this says snuffles on the outside, but it's for serious, okay? Uh, she blinked her amber eyes once, and he took that to mean that she understood. And then a great reptilian winged horse, just like the ones pulling the Hogwarts carriages with leathery black wings spread wide like a pterodactyl's, rose up out of the trees like a grotesque giant bird. It soared in a great circle and then plunged once more into the trees. The whole thing happened so quickly, Harry could hardly believe what he had seen, except that his heart was hammering madly. Um, the Owlery door opened behind him, and it's Cho Chang. Cho also with a letter. Chang. And a parcel. Cho Chang. 
There's like a so in a very in a Harry Potter musical, there's a Cho Chang theme song, but it's kind of racist. So I just like to sing the Cho Chang part and not the racist part. So that was what was happening. That's that's valid. Yeah. Hi, said Harry automatically. Oh, hi, she said. I didn't think anyone oh, would be damn. up here this early. I only remembered. I only remembered five minutes ago. It's my mom's birthday. What, Robin? Portia asked, when did No, No, No come out? And so I responded, 97 or 98. And she said, that's when Hedwig disappeared, right? Boom! And I need you to, I need Portia to sit on the feelings bench. That's not a feelings bench. No, that's not feelings bench. Canon. That is. Canon. Yeah, it never happened. So I knew that's it didn't cool. happen. That, that chapter would be fun. It never happened. Also, shout out to the little girl. Hedwig had to quote die so that she could become one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Boom. Boom. Also, shout out to the little girl LeakyCon. And um she came up and said, I don't believe Hedwig died because she killed a bunch of mice. So she must have had like a million horror cruxes. And I was like, hey, I don't know if that's how that works, but I'm down with it. She's like, I refuse to believe that Hedwig is dead. And I was like, all right. So either way. Boom. She disappeared to become Beyonce full time. That makes sense. That was right when, you know, that was when her career was like, she was like, I already she was know like, she's I, about to be the thing. She's so like, Harry I looks can't like he's my good. my time between London and Houston anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what she said was basically, this is going to only go one of two ways for Harry. Either he'll be good or he'll be dead. Either way, my time here is done. She did a Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. So Cho mm-hmm. Chang was sending a, a gift to her mom. Also... Where does she get the gift from? Mail order, I guess. Probably. She make it? Unless she got it like beforehand and then brought it with her and then sent it, which that would like seem like counterintuitive, but I don't know. Maybe. It's only been a week since school ended, so. Right. I don't know. They uh, haven't or, had a, sorry, school started. Yeah, they haven't had a Hogsmeade weekend yet. It just no. seems maybe she like ordered it, but because she knew she would be at Hogwarts, she was like, "Let me send it here just in case." Although I just send stuff to my mom from the website, but I still don't really know how our orders work. Right, because then you send the out order to yourself to then send to your mama. It just seems like a lot. Cho, Ch- never mind. I was about to say Cho Chang ain't no Ravenclaw. <laughs> Except she definitely is. It, that's probably just the way that the actual wizarding system works, which, as we've already the discussed, the wizarding is not world by ain't no Ravenclaw. The wizarding world makes no sense. The Ravenclaws do the best that no they sense. can with the it's system. It's like it's like the the wizarding world is like when Ami was little and you would chase her and she would always take the more difficult way. So like, <laughs> there's this wide path to run this way, and there's this little path between the table and the couch that you have to squeeze through, she would choose that one. But that's That's smart, because she she can get through it, and you can't. No, it slows you down. Ah. No. Not in the living room. I could just reach over that gap and Oh, right, 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 right. (laughs) I'm seeing it now. I was like, if you're chasing her, you can't get through that gap, but, yeah. Whew. Also... I can just step over it. Before we get back to the thing, um, examples of why Aminata is a Slytherin... We had family in town, and she disowned me 
because her cousins from New York were here. She was like, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to my real co- my cousins. And I was like, what am I? Who am I? Call me when you're ready to go to the library. Or call your cousins and see if they're going to fly to New York to take you to the library. What is going on? She's five years old, and she sees you all the time. That's what's going on. Rudeness is what's going on. So, uh... Nice day, said Harry, gesturing to the windows. Um, his insides seemed to shrivel with embarrassment. The weather. He was talking about the weather. Yeah, said Cho, looking for a suitable owl. Good Quidditch conditions. I haven't been out all week, have you? No, said Harry. Um, hey, has Gryffindor got a new keeper yet? She asked. Yeah, it's my friend Ron Weasley. Do you know him? The tornado hater, she said rather coolly. Is he any good? <laughs> I love the shade. I appreciate it so much. Um, yeah, said Harry. I think so. I didn't see his tryout, though. I was in detention. Um, Cho looked up. That Umbridge woman's foul, she said in a low voice, putting you in detention just because you told the truth about how, how, how he died. Everyone heard about it. It was all over the school. You were really brave standing up to her like that. Who cared about a stupid flying horse? Cho thought he had been really brave. Just... For a moment, he considered accidentally on purpose showing her his cut hand as he helped tie her parcel onto her owl. This is Gryffindors, man. Griff- also, That's like the highest praise that she could give him. And then he was like, ooh, let me show her how even how more brave I am. Like, look at this. I mean, Just- and like, you were really brave in telling the truth about her dead boyfriend. Like, chill a little bit. <laughs> like... Just calm down. But um, in that very Harry moment, has he no was game. Being it's kind of adorable. Filch. Sorry. I mean, yeah. At that age, like, because why would be why would like at that point he really thought like, hey, look at my cut hand would be the next like logical moment, lo- like logical step. I in did read a story where it was like some kid, and it was like girls love. Oh no, there's a. It's an action. Never mind. It's a country song, and it is so stupid. Every time I listen to it, or every time I hear it, I don't listen to it very often, obviously, because I don't know the name of it. I'm like, this is the dumbest way to get a girl <laughs> in the history of dumb. You did it yeah, for the story. I'm interested in that. I'm over here trying to choose Was a mate. Was the story like, that, that you're actually co-pay. a super spy who has been fighting against, like, Hydra, is that your story? Because okay, cool, yeah, right. we go together now. But if not, you're just then what a, the fuck are you doing, fam? You're just a dummy raising the insurance like, premiums. Like, how are we gonna be married when you like? Oh, watch me jump this fencing. No, we gotta pay rent. I don't have time to get you to pay to get your face fixed to set a brew a cast money. I don't, I just, I just don't have, I don't care. Right. You're going to be in that hospital by yourself. You should stop doing that. Right. Pain Hills, Chick Dick Scars, Glory Lasts Forever. Is that the, no, that's not the country song, but I think it might be. No, it's just a general, I was going to say, that's also just like a general, um, like, I don't know. I've heard that before that like dudes think that like girls like that kind of shit i 
I don't get it. I just don't. I just don't care. Like, to be honest, like, that doesn't move me. I have to tell, so the, there was a guy I was kind of flirty with way back in my youth when I went outside. And he literally <laughs> um, called me and was like, oh, I got into a fight with this guy. And then I chased him down the beach. And I was like, okay, I'm going to the movies. Like, <laughs> if are you calling because you need bell money? Because I don't have it. Because <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's called it's it's a Chris Cagle song called "Chicks Dig It." Um, Scars heal, glory fades, pain hurts, but only for a minute. No. 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 We're wait. Yeah. Scars heal, glory fades, and all we're left with are the memories made. Pain hurts, for, but only for a minute. Yeah. Life is short, so go on and live it. Cause the chicks dig it. No. No. Talk about. Learner's permit thought I was Earnhardt driving fast, but I didn't see the ditch. Boy, you on your own. <laughs> like you can't drive me anywhere. What? No. Why? And then you. And then we don't. Then you don't have a car, so I'm supposed to pick you up. Are we going on a date on a bus? I don't get it. Mm-mm. Nope, it's not happening. Yep. The police came and called my father. So you now you're a felon. Like I just, and I'm supposed to. <laughs> I mean, but we dig it, though, Robin. That's why. That's Who? Why. He's a fellow now. I think they got it confused. I think girls. chicks. Chicks. I think when someone said chicks dig it, he heard, like, oh, girls like this stuff. But they were talking about actual chickens. Like, chickens. Chicks dig. <laughs> Love that. Love. Chick. Big explosion. <laughs> Love it. I'm serious. It, it's the dumbest. It makes me mad every single time. I'm mad again. Chris Cagle is benched. <laughs> so just stupid. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, so Filch, Filch comes wheezing into the room. Aha, said Filch, taking a flat-footed step towards Harry, his pouchy cheeks trembling with anger. I've had a tip-off that you are intending to place a massive order for dung bombs. Harry folded his arms and stared at the caretaker. Who told you I was ordering dung bombs? Chose looking from Harry to Filch, also frowning. I have my sources, said Filch. Now hand over whatever it is you're sending. Feeling immensely thankful that he had not dawdled in posting off the letter, Harry said, I can't. It's gone. Gone, said Filch. Gone, said Harry calmly. How do I know you haven't got it in your pocket? Because I saw him send it, said Cho angrily. Filch rounded on her. You saw him? That's right, I saw him, she said fiercely. There was a moment's pause in which Filch glared at Cho and Cho glared right back. Then the caretaker... Taker turned and shuffled back toward the door. Um, He stopped with his hand on the handle and looked back at Harry. If I get so much as a whiff of a dung bomb. Um, And then he stumps off down the stairs. Um, So. Malfoy. Really? So what happened? No. No. Oh. It was a Malfoy. No. So it was Umbridge. It was Umbridge. Umbridge doesn't necessarily. But Umbridge doesn't necessarily know that he's writing to Sirius. She just wants to read Harry's mail. Right. Regardless of who he's sending it to, she wants to read his mail. Um, right. So she, like, tipped Which, Filch off thinking, like, Filch would get it for her, and then she would get to see who he's writing. If to. that is not a federal what, crime... And what he's writing. It probably is, which is why she's going all in this weird roundabout. Right. Because she probably tipped Filch off, and then what she was going to do is be like, oh, let me see it. Right. But so, how? Yeah. Do you got a warrant? Is there a wizard warrant? 
I just need a judge to find out. But I, I guess the judge would be on the wizard, wizard gamut. So, Kamut. Yeah. Yeah. Portia says Cho yeah, ain't here also, for no injustice. And I really love um, that. And, like, the idea that she was, she said it angrily and fiercely because it's like, dude, leave Harry alone. He just went through a week of detention with that woman. Everybody stared at him for telling the truth about my boyfriend, my dead boyfriend. Give him a break. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Dung Bombs fam, like, chill. No. Do I look like Fred or George? Because you know that's who... Fred and George get mail orders of Dung Bombs and then sell them at a market price because they are businessmen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Portia's out here asking the, the important questions <laughs> she said who is Mrs. Norris married to Filch it's a good question Filch probably thanks said Harry no problem <laughs> no problem said Cho you weren't you weren't ordering dung bombs were you no said Harry I wonder why you thought you were then she said as she carried her owl to the window Harry shrugged. He was quite as mystified by that as she was, though oddly it was not bothering him very much at the moment because he is not, as always, being constantly vigilant. Um, because later he when he mentioned it to Hermione... Well, no, no, it's not just that. He's like, I wonder what... Like, oh, whatever. It's probably nothing, right? Versus mm-hmm. when he mentions it to Hermione in a couple chapters, she's like, dude, that isn't... That's suspicious, right like people are out to get you and you're he just he just doesn't it's fine (laughs) it's fine um let's let him be sprung and all that um so they leave the owlery together um at the entrance of a corridor that led toward the west wing of the castle cho says i'm going this way i'll see you around harry yeah see you she smiled at him and departed he walked on feeling quietly elated he had managed to have an entire conversation with her and not embarrassed himself once if you Harry really had any real game, up to her he like would have said, I'll walk you. It's true. Let but also, you have books. to, like, you also have yeah. to chill, right? You have to, like, it's it's dosage. Yeah. You can't be like, now I'm in never doses. leaving your side. Yeah. Is that what I'm doing wrong? Um, in my love life? I don't know. We go together now. Maybe. I stick with you forever. What's your name? <laughs> Is I that did. the thing that you do? If so, then yes, chill out. Not really. I mean, I did fall in love on Barton when an extra stop just to spend a little extra time. Did that person know that? No, I didn't talk or, to them. Well, oh. Just stared. Enthrall. Well, that's. That's. A I don't actually talk to the problem? people I'm a, I'm attracted to. That's a whole other thing. So I think I think that's a different kind of issue that we can talk about offline we'll take it offline okay yeah if you if you'd like (laughs) she did not hate him for being alive of course she had preferred cedric he knew that though if he'd only asked her to the ball before cedric had things might have turned out differently she had seemed sincerely sorry that she had um that she had to refuse when harry had asked her can we morning said harry brightly to ron and hermione can we just uh-huh. stop and notice the PTSD of she did not blame, she did not hate him for being alive, which is something yeah. that Harry probably hates himself for and is like mm-hmm. pushing that onto other people and feeling. Mm-hmm. But also I think, I think that, but I also think that like, 
I think of all the people, he would assume that that would be her. That she would also think that, right? right. That he's Him. alive instead of had instead it's of Cedric, Cedric or like yeah yeah so i think that's part of it or cedric wouldn't like, have been there if not for things. harry it's both things um yeah. yeah cho and probably cedric's parents he probably feels that way about but um mm-hmm. like yeah the survivors remorse there is just like miss rowling have you met connie she did not hate him for being alive um also, Kashana wants us to note that he is analyzing an interaction from almost a year ago. And it's actually, like, yeah, he sprung. Sprung. He's sprung. And then he miraculously gets over it and falls in love and marries Jenny. Well, he doesn't miraculously get over it, but, no, he, but randomly, he, he randomly falls in love with Jenny. That part is yes. Is he a, gets over mm-hmm. it really fast. That is a thing that happens. He does. Well... That's debate. We'll, we'll 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 talk about that. That's a little bit yeah. debatable. I think that like morning said Harry brightly um, to Ron and Hermione, "What are you so pleased about?" said Ron. Uh, Quidditch later said Harry happily. Oh yeah, said Ron. Listen, you don't fancy going out a bit earlier with me, do you? Just to uh, give me some practice before training, so I can you know get my eye in a bit. Yeah, okay, said Harry. Look, I don't think you should, said Hermione. You're both really behind on homework as it, but she broke off um, because the Morning of Post had arrived, including the Daily Prophet. Anything interesting, said Ron. Harry smiled. He knew that Ron was keen to get her off the subject of homework. Um, I don't know, man. I, like, that's their business. In terms, I, I made this maybe just me with, like, I've never had to, like, felt the need to nag my friends about doing their homework. Like, that's on them. They don't want to like do well in classes and you know in their OWLs that ain't got nothing to do with you like you could say it once like hey we should go do our homework and then yeah. if they're like nah I'm like alright cool I'm we've already talked homework. about I'm my classes we've already talked about how Hermione is unnaturally invested in them doing well when they're not invested in themselves um mm-hmm. Yeah, because I would be like, I done told you. At this point, too, they are like siblings, and then that's when you're definitely like. <laughs> <laughs> Should have listened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Deborah says, I just want my friends to prosper. But I think, and I, and like, I agree with that, right? Like, I think there's a difference between. But I think there's a difference between, like, wanting your friends to do well and to, like, be okay and, like, trying to force them to do that, you know? Like, at a certain point, it's up it's up to them and you can't stress yourself out with, like, what they're doing when you got your own stuff to deal with. Yeah, I think especially because it's, like, they have so much work to do and we've mm-hmm. seen, like, third year Hermione, like, she needs to have her stuff together because she does not function well super stressed about schoolwork stressed about possibly dying she's okay with she's like very resilient stressed about failing classes not so much so mm-hmm. um <clears throat> again you know killed or worse expelled yeah it's much worse um any so yeah uh no said hermione just some guff about the bass player at the in the weird sisters getting married um and she kept reading and said wait a moment oh no serious what happened said harry and he snatched at the paper so violently that it ripped down the middle so that he and hermione were holding half each i i like 
he loves he loves himself his godfather. Um, the Ministry of Magic has received a tip-off from a reliable source that Sirius Black, notorious mass murderer, blah, 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 is currently hiding in London. That was Malfoy. Yeah. Lucius Malfoy, I'll bet anything, said Harry. He did recognize Sirius on that platform. What, said Ron? You didn't say. Shh, the other two said. Ministry warns the uh, wizarding community that Black is very dangerous, killed 13 people, broke out of Azkaban, the usual rubbish. Well, he just won't be able to leave the house again, that's all, she whispered. Dumbledore did warn him not to. Um, and Harry looked down glumly at the bit of the prophet he had torn off. Most of the page was diverted to, was, huh? Sorry, before you go there. He just mm-hmm. won't be able to leave the house again. NBD. Like, that's a big, like, solitary confinement, guys. <laughs> it drives people mad. Well, it's not it's not solitary, but well, it's yeah. confinement. But it is confinement yeah. for it a man is, no, that's been confined for the past 11, 12 yes. years. So. It's definitely a big deal. I think <laughs> it is just, like, of all of the options, right? Right. Like, of all of the possibilities, it could be much worse. And I think that's kind of what she's saying. Like, basically she's saying nothing has to change. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's not like he's he's not going back to Azkaban. They're not doing a raid on Grimaud Place. He's not about to die. Um, like, it, you know, he still has issues and problems. Like, where what's happening is a problem. But also, it's kind of the situation. Yeah. I like, also think point. that he could just put on some glasses and say that he's Remus's cousin, George. Julio. He could. Gerald. If he Gerald. if he Julio. grew if he grew a mustache, he could be Julio. They're racist. They're like, he's got a tan, he's got a mustache. My name is Julio. I'm visiting from Spain. So I just like, hola, dude. <laughs> I'm racist. I don't care. <laughs> That's horrible. I know. He I'm could tired. also just be Gerald Lupin. He could also be Gerald Lupin. Okay. So, yeah, so Harry finds another um, small piece. Um, it was barely an inch long and placed at the bottom of a column. It was headlined, Trespassed at Ministry. Sturgis Podmore, 38, of number two, Labyrinth Gardens, Clapham, was, a, sorry, has appeared in they front of the Wyvern Gamut. charged with. Can I, can I finish the thing, girl? Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's like yes, if they put your address in the New York Times. What? Kind of, but I also think that, like, isn't that like a, th- well, maybe not the, no, maybe they not would the say entire address. The, the town, 38 of Clapham, not yeah. number two. Or Labyrinth <laughs> Gardens, even. Yeah, right. that is strange. Anyway, Sturgis Podmore has appeared in front of the Wise and Gamut, charged with trespass and attempted robbery at the Ministry of Magic on 31st of August. Podmore was arrested by the Ministry of Magic watch wizard Eric Munch, who found him attempting to force his way through a top security door at one o'clock in the morning. Podmore, who refused to speak in his own defense, was convicted on both charges and sentenced to six months in Azkaban. Um, So that top security door, as we all know, spoiler alert, is the Department of Mysteries. um, And we also know that he's been imperious. So (laughs) lots of things. Um... Sturgis Podmore, said Ron slowly, but he's that bloke who looks like his head's been thatched, isn't he? He's one of the or- Ron, shh, said Hermione. 
Um, six months in Azkaban, whispered Harry, just for trying to get through a door. Um, Harry, did you read the fact that it was top secret? And also the fact that, like, the ministry is tripping right now? I mean, it's not really tripping, because if you're trying to get through a top secret door, like, yeah, what are you doing? But doesn't Sturgis wa- work at the ministry? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, they would be able to, like probably try to finesse something if he worked there and so that means that like they're, yeah. suspect, they're, they're suspicious of him if they weren't able to be like if it was Arthur he could be like oh I got lost and you know I don't know like you could just kind of I was told to have a meeting here you know what I mean like you could make something up and also you just taking people to ask me for trespassing yep I hate the wizarding world it is the only <laughs> The only punishment. There's no, there's nothing else. A fine. I mean, granted, he was trying to get into the, like, they didn't say this, but he was trying to get into the Department of Mysteries. I still don't, I mean, really nothing warrants Azkaban, to be honest. Uh, like, like, is there not, like, a little, like, so, you know, like, okay, so the difference between jail and prison, I just really found this out, is that jail is where you hold people before trial. And then prison is where they go once they've been sentenced. But there are some really terrible jails, as we could see with Khalif Browder, who was in Rikers Island for two freaking years for for allegedly stealing $300 worth of stuff. Um, But isn't there just like a holding? Disneyland has a holding cell. Like, (laughs) you try to get backstage, they'll put you in Disney jail. They ain't shipping you off to prison. Yeah, well... Two months? It's not even worth the boat trip in and out. Six six months. Oh, six months. Okay. It's worth... It's, it, Azkaban this is This is the so. wizarding prison industrial complex. Because what they do is they ship people off unjustly to Azkaban. And then they take the money on the backside where they inevitably end up at St. Mungo's. The insurance company is behind this. I just cracked I'm it, sure. guys. You're welcome. <laughs> um, don't be silly. It wasn't just for trying to get through a door. What on earth was he doing at the Ministry of Magic at one o'clock in the morning? Do you realize he was... Oh, sorry. Do you reckon he was doing something for the Order? Ron muttered. Wait a moment, said Harry. Sturge was supposed to come and see us off, remember? Yeah, he was supposed to be a part of our guard going to King's Cross, remember? And Moody was all annoyed because he hadn't turned up, so that doesn't seem like he was supposed to be on a job for them does it well maybe they didn't expect him to get caught said hermione it could be a frame-up ron exclaimed no listen he dropped his voice dramatically at the threatening look on hermione's face the ministry suspects he's one of dumbledore's lot so i don't know they lured him to the ministry and he wasn't trying to get through a door at all maybe they just made something up to get him there was a pause while harry and hermione considered this harry thought it seemed far-fetched Hermione, on the other hand, looked rather impressed and said, Do you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it were true. Um, she folded her, or she folded half the, her newspaper thoughtfully, um, and when Harry had laid down his knife and fork, she seemed to have come out of a reverie. Right, well, I think we should tackle that essay for Sprout on self-fertilizing shrubs first, and if we're lucky, we should be able to start McGonagall's inanimatus, sorry, inanimatus, inanimatus, conjurous before lunch i wonder what that is like conjuring something that's an inanimate object maybe making it i'm assuming making in making an inanimate object 
animated or well no because that's like what's conjure the conjurous it, so. part yeah maybe there's a difference between conjuring conjuring inanimate objects and then like animate objects maybe it maybe. like requires like a different magical not a different magical theory but maybe one is like more difficult than the other or something i would assume the inanimate object is more um easily mastered but that's what i would think and then, Conjuring animate objects would be newt level. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so Harry felt a small. Oh, were you gonna do something else? I was just gonna say that um, the the line where Hermione says, um, "You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that were true." It reminds me of the um, a historical reenactments in Deathly Hallows Part Two, where Hermione keeps going. That's brilliant. And in my head, I'm like, Ron has been having good ideas for seven years. Why are you shocked? Mm-hmm. But. I don't really think she is shocked in this case. I think she was just thinking about, you know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. she looked rather impressed. But, like, I don't think, I think that the movies like to play that up. Also, Ron likes to play it up, to be honest. Because she usually doesn't even mean it that way. And he gets yeah. real in his feelings. True. So. Okay. Um, okay. Harry felt a small twinge of guilt as at the thought of the pile of homework awaiting him upstairs, but the sky was a clear, exhilarating blue, and he had not been on his fireball all week. Um, so, like, on the one hand, they should be doing their homework, but Harry has needed a self-care moment um, right. all week. And so I'm, like, on the one hand, like, yeah, fam, you have, like, hella homework to do, but also, you know, get your get your flying in. Like, you seem I like think- you need it. Um, also that sometimes when you're able to like blow off steam, then you're able to concentrate. Like once you get the, once they get the quidditch out of the way, I mean, this isn't true for Ron and Harry, but for other people, <laughs> then they would be better. Theoretically. Able to, <laughs> theoretically. They would be better <laughs> able to like concentrate on the homework, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, um, uh, I but mean, we again. can do it tonight, said Ron. Yeah, because they're not. Um, and we've got tomorrow. She gets too worked up about work. That's her trouble. There was a pause and he added in a slightly more anxious tone. Do you think she meant what it, what she said? Sorry. Do you think she meant it when she said we weren't copying from her? Yeah, I do, said Harry. Still, this is important, too. We've got to practice if we want to stay on the Quidditch team. So, like... I just, I just feel like you could leave it. You could, you could be, it's trash. It's trash. Like you could be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to not, you know, do this homework or whatever. And that's fine. But don't expect somebody to then like do it for you. And we've already discussed that literally a good portion of his homework is to read the chapter and summarize the chapter. So... It's not like they're writing like two pages. It's, it's yeah. Like, at this point, they've let it pile up, so now they have like six two-page papers to write. But that's on them. They had all week. Well, no, no it's no. on Ron. It's on Ron. Harry. Harry was in seven-hour detentions. So seven-hour I mean, detentions. Um, I also just think that that's a whole-ass job. He really was. Going, right. He was doing full-time detention. Right. And that detention consisted of cutting his hand And no open lunch every day. break, no snack break. He had to go scarf down no. dinner and then just tor- get tortured for seven hours. Um, I think it's also like 
worth noting, again, like, not Harry is not much better than Ron on the copying front, but, like, Harry's, like, yeah, Hermione's not going to let us copy our homework. We'll figure it out. And Ron is just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he, I think Harry thinks, like, oh, it's a nice to have. And, like, since it's, since she lets us do it, I'll take advantage. As opposed to, like, Ron, who is starting to, like, depend on it. Right. You know, like, he doesn't even, I mean, we saw in the last chapter, he flourishes about writing a title. And then. He's <laughs> like, what are those like, properties of Moonstone, Hermione? <laughs> Professor Granger? Right. No. So. No. No. Um, so they end um, up going so, to the. Sorry. sorry <laughs> okay. So, so they go to the Quidditch pit. Um, so they collected the balls from the cupboard in the changing room and they started um, practicing. Uh, Ron guarding the, uh, the goalpost and Harry playing chaser trying to get the quaffle past Ron. Uh, Harry thought that Ron was pretty good. He blocked three quarters of the goals. Harry had attempted past him and played better the longer they practiced. Um, after a couple of hours, they returned to the school where they uh, had lunch, during which Hermione made it quite clear that she thought they were irresponsible, then returned to the Quidditch pitch for real training session. All their teammates but Angelina were in the changing hall when they entered. Um, all right, Ron, um, ready to show us all up. Ickle Prefect said Fred. Uh, so Fred and George are doing what Fred and George does, do. Um, shut up, said Ron, stony face, pulling out his own team robes for the first time. They fitted him well, considering they had been Oliver Woods. Okay, let's get to it. Alicia and Fred, um, said Angelina, entering from the captain's office. So they get an office. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Alicia and Fred, you can just bring the ball crate out for us. Oh, and there are a couple of people out there watching, and I want you to just ignore them, all right? There was a storm of catcalls and jeers from the Slytherin Quidditch team. You know what they could be doing? Anything else homework anything else studying literally anything else you have a whole castle and grounds to lounging there's a whole wide world out there flirting and you're worried about socializing like you know you could be getting food from the kitchens you could be like taking a nap you could be doing your homework you could be like there's just there's just a whole world of possibility and you decide to spend your afternoon, like, catcalling and making fun of another team. Like, for what? And it's, Get a life. So we've talked about, like, the problems with Draco and just, like, just leave Harry alone. But it is, like, a uniquely Slytherin thing. Because the, the Gryffindors aren't going to Slytherin's practices and jeering and, you know no, what I mean? No, they don't care. Like, they don't care. Like they like do, they're like I'm gonna separate myself. Right, they do and have they a only like get pulled in when the antagonistic relationship. Extra. But yeah, like they, it, it's when the Slytherins are in their face that they will like bite back. You know what I mean? And like, but just the level of effort that goes into it's just a lot. Like they had to coordinate that. They had to find out when the Gryffindors were. Practicing. Then they had to be like, all right, y'all. You know, Snape helped them. We have to be at the spot. But even if, but I'm saying, like, this is who's the captain, Flint or whatever. Mm-hmm. Although there might be a different captain this this time. Maybe Monty, somebody. There's, there might be a new captain. Anyway, this captain had to be like, all right, y'all. I know it's the first week back. We all got to gather together on the first weekend back, not for Quidditch practice, but just to throw the Gryffindors off their game. Like, what? What? 
it just doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It's all stupid. So um, they come out there. What's that Weasley writing Malfoy called in his sneering drawl? Why would anyone put a flying charm on a moldy old log like that? Crab, Goyle, and Parkinson and Pansy guffawed and shrieked with laughter. Um, Ron mounted his broom and kicked off from the ground, and Harry followed him. Ignore them, he said, accelerating to catch up with Ron. We'll see who's laughing after we play them. Exactly the attitude I want, Harry, said Angelina approvingly. Okay, everyone, we're going to start with some passes just to warm up. The whole team, please. Hey, Johnson, what's with the hairstyle anyway? Why would anyone want to look like they've got worms coming out of their head? And I just want you to hey, know... Hey, fun, racism. Yes. But I also want you to know that that literally happened to me as an adult at a job. Yeah. Basically, fuck Pansy. She's the worst. Um, Angelina Basically. doesn't care. Or, like, you know, she's, you know. She sweeps her long braided hair out of her face and says calmly, spread out then and let's see what we can do. Harry reversed away from the others to the far side of the pitch. Ron fell back toward the opposite goal. Angelina raised the quaffle with one hand and threw it hard to Fred, who passed it to George, who passed it to Harry, who passed it to Ron, who dropped it. Um, the Slytherins, led by Malfoy, roared and screamed with laughter. It's not that funny. Like, it right. just isn't. Like, it's real, like... And I feel like I feel like we're saying this like every time, but it's literally just not. It's not that funny. Sometimes you drop balls. It's not. <laughs> um, I'm a child. Also, though, mm-hmm. it's it's a very like interesting thing because Angelina is like pass it on, Ron, um, as though nothing had happened, and it's it is really it's his first Quidditch practice. So his nerves are already going to be high. And then you have these, like, hecklers for no reason. So it's not even like they're making some big show of he's not good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just, it's stupid is what it is. So pass it on, called Angelina as though nothing had happened. Harry threw the quaffle to Alicia. We passed it back to Harry. We passed it to George. Hey, Potter, how's your scar feeling called Malfoy? Sure you don't need to lie down? It must be, what, a whole week since you were in the hospital ring? That's a record for you, isn't it? Fred passed it to Angelina. She reversed pass to Harry, who had not been expecting it, but caught it in, a, in the very tips of his fingers and passed it quickly to Ron, who lunged for it and missed by inches. Come on now, Ron, said Angelina crossly as Ron dived to the ground again. Pay attention. It would have been hard to say whether Ron's face or the quaffle was a deeper scarlet when he had returned again to playing height. On his third attempt, Ron caught the quaffle, perhaps out of relief. He passed it on so enthusiastically that it soared straight through Katie's outstretched hands and hit her hard in the face. Sorry, Ron groaned. Get back in position. She's fine, barked Angelina. But as you're passing to a teammate, do try not to knock her off her broom, won't you? We've got bludgers for that. Um, Katie's nose was bleeding down below. The Slytherins were stamping their feet and jeering. Um, Fred and George converged on Katie. Here, take this. They said, handing her something small and purple. It'll clear up in no time. All right, Fred, George, go and get your bats and a bludger. Ron, get to the goalpost. Carrie, release the snitch when I say so. We're going to aim for Ron's goal, obviously. Ron's making a right pig's ear of things, isn't he, muttered George, as the three of them landed at the crate. He's just nervous. He was fine when I was practicing with him this morning. Yeah, well, I hope he hasn't peaked too soon, said Fred gloomily. And this is, like, annoying because 
that they should be more encouraging and not I think I mean I guess Harry's family so that's it's different they're not saying it to like Angelina or something but like the fact that Harry's the one that's like he's just nervous you know what I mean like to his own brother it's mm-hmm. like it contributes to Ron's things to Ron's Ron Ron I mean I agree I also think that like Fred and George again have not really seen him play Right. Um, I mean, past, well, he like, said that he paid. He played. He played keeper for well, them. Well, yeah, but he said that they. Yeah, but I think that's a difference, right, between like playing casually in your backyard versus like playing on a real like regulation field. Well, I don't know and, like, because on, they like, talk. Officially. They talk really openly about how good Ginny is, and she's so far only played. Casually. I don't think that they real. No, they didn't realize that Ginny was good until she started playing. Because she used to sneak out. They didn't let her play with them. Oh. Which is some other thing. Yeah. They they find out later that she's good. And they're like, oh, that's weird. And then Hermione's like, yeah, because she used to sneak out with your brooms when you weren't looking. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I do. And I do think that, like, while. And also, I, I also think that. I don't know. Like siblings can be intuitive and like understand kind of their sibling their like their other siblings like insecurities and all that kind of stuff but um they also cannot you know what i mean like they can also be really yeah i don't know just not really pay attention the way that they should or like see it but also don't think so much of it so i think like, I don't think in this moment Fred and George are trying to make fun of him, which is why they, like, say it to Ron. I mean, say, sorry, say it to Harry, like, I don't think they're trying to make fun and, like, of him, but... Away, I think they're just a little concerned, like, oh, maybe he's not as good as we thought he was when we saw him. Think. Like, I don't know. I think there's a, kind of a lot of things, different things happening there. And I yeah. think as best friends, you sometimes have more loyalty when it comes to, like... Because this isn't really a big deal, you right. know? Like, in the scheme of things... It's not a huge deal. So, like, if it was, like, a life or death thing, like, of course Fred and George would be, like, more rooting for rooting for him. But you know what I mean. <laughs> they more willing to, like, defend him versus this time where they're like, mm, was, it, was this a good idea? Like, they're... Yeah. I don't know. There's always that, like, weird line of, like, when siblings are... Supportive. Kind of, like... Not, and I don't think it's ever not supportive. It's just, like... I guess it's more encouraging versus I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just think that it's it's something um I I don't think that it's malicious like I don't think that they would say that like, you know, they say it to Harry cuz he's like family at this point like I said it's not like they said mm-hmm. it to Angelina, but I think that it shows kind of another cause for Ron's lack of confidence because there's they're good at the, you know what I mean and then they don't mm-hmm. they're I think in, like, saying that to Harry, it shows that they're not, like, outwardly confident about his abilities, and he can probably sense that in a way. Like, even if you don't say it out loud, you can kind of sense in there, like, ooh, not doing too hot, you know? Like, my brother used to coach my basketball teams, um, or assistant coach with my dad, and I always felt a lot more nervous when he was coaching, because he... I mean, not that my dad wasn't a great basketball player, but he was old, so I didn't see him playing basketball. <laughs> like, my brother was, like, in high school, starter, like, you know, like, a great basketball player. And so I did, I kind of did a Ron right over, I tried too hard, and I would mess up mm-hmm. a lot more because I was in my head. Yeah, 
how they didn't know I had anxiety. Just my basketball career alone is like, this girl has anxiety issues. Um, but yeah, so I think that that stuff kind of seeps in. Um, so anyway, so they're practicing. Harry releases a snitch. And Ron's just um, not doing great. As soon as Angelina blows a whistle and Harry releases a snitch, um, she blows it again. Stop, stop, stop. Ron, you're not covering your middle post. Harry looked around and Ron, who was hovering in front of the left hand loop, leaving the other two completely unprotected. Oh, sorry. You keep shifting around while you're watching the chasers either stay in the center position until you have to move to defend a hoop or else circle the hoops, but don't drift vaguely off to one side. That's how you let in the last three goals. Sorry, Ron repeated. And Katie, can you do something about that nosebleed? It's just getting worse, Katie said thickly. Fred pulled out something purple, examined it for a second, and then looked around at Katie, evidently horror-struck. Let's try this again, said Angelina. She was ignoring the Slytherins, who had now set up a chant of Gryffindors are lo- Gryffindor are losers, Gryffindor are losers, which is not clever. It's like, it's just so... I just wish that, like, they could be more original. I, like, if they're going to do it, I wish they wouldn't be boring about it. Right, you know? if you're going to be petty... Can you at least elevate it to the like, art form in which it deserves? That's what I'm saying. Like, show us some respect. Study the greats. You know? When like, I was visiting Eliana last weekend, we had this this is what your craft thing. is going to be. Right. I just feel like, like, if you're going to spend all of your, especially Draco, who, like, literally spends all this time thinking about how he can be petty to Harry, like, if that's what you're trying to do, like, really commit. Right. You know? Like, just, I don't, just, Yeah. Hone your craft. Um, so, yeah. So, last weekend when I was hanging out with Eliana, we, we had a moment where we were watching Divas on YouTube. And there is literally um, a, like, Mariah Carey might be the goat at Petty. But there is a moment when um, there Janet Jackson's doing an interview and they ask her about Madonna. And she goes, it just lacks... Um, and she's thinking off and then she like chuckles a little bit and she goes class (laughs) and like (laughs) that level of shade Mm -hmm. like it is innate and it is natural but it's honed you know it's perfected Mm -hmm. like she looked off like she was thinking about it like she was having a hard time grasping the word she chuckled a little bit when she found the perfect word came back said class kept moving on Whitney Houston, I don't think about her. <laughs> like, these things. So like, you great. have role models to look up mm-hmm. to. You do. Do better. Those things happened before the 90s. Yes. Some of them. Some of them. Wizard so. YouTube. Is there not, like, a Gilderoy Lockhart takedown on Wizard YouTube that you could just go to? Just. Dumbledore. It's steady giving you Dumbledore material. Is a freaking, like, he is a savant. A wealth like, of petty he, knowledge. He just, like, and you have direct access to this dude, and you haven't, he's used shade, like, on your pops. Like, you weren't there, you didn't hear, no? Okay. I just feel like there are, there are um, resources. Right. And, and opportunities. That right. are not being utilized in the way that they should be, and so they end up here with Gryffindor are losers as a chant. When that's there's just so not, many options, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Gryffindors are a bore. 
that's just the rhyming. I mean, it's not that even, great. But I think, but, but I think like chanting it is not really great, right? Like Harry's no. really good at being petty because he's good with the comeback. Like it's real snide and it's real like, and it's a one, on it's, a hit him, it's a hit, it's a quick. jab, it's a, a jab. hit, and then you, and then you, yeah, you don't need to keep like whomping on. That's not. That's not how you do it because then you just, just get ignored. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. Even Amani um, says that Dumbledore's shade game is is exquisite. I just wanted to let that. Even Amani present that to the court. And understands. you're in year five, Malfoy. So you've had five years. I mean, just the welcome feast alone. He let Umbridge get up there, say all that stuff, and was like, illuminating. Illuminating. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just like you should have been taking notes. Just, just do better. Just do better. Ugh. Um, okay. So, so this time they had barely been flying for three minutes when Angelina's whistle si- uh, whistle sounded. Harry, who had just sighted a snitch circling the opposite goalpost, pulled up, feeling distinctly aggrieved. What now? He said impatiently to Alicia, who was nearest. Katie, she said shortly. Um, Harry turned and saw Angelina, Fred, and George all flying fast as they could toward Katie, who was now chalk white and covered in blood. She needs the hospital wing, said Angelina. We'll take her. She uh, might have swallowed a blood blister pod by mistake. Um, two things. One, why would you keep a blood blister pod in the same place that you keep the antidote for a nosebleed nougat? Also, what what are those for? Why are those and necessary? And why are they the same color? Or at least similar colors that you and would get them mixed up. Right. And, like, who is making blood blister pods and why? The twins. I mean, no, but I don't think the blood blister pods are them. Maybe they are, but I didn't think so. They have I don't a know bunch why of steaming snack boxes. I know, but that's so, not... A blister pod is not a... Hold up. Oh, it is invented by Fred and George. I don't know why I thought that, that was... I, I, so I don't know why I didn't think that that was... I always thought that, that was separate from the Skyving snack box. Oh, no, there's just a bunch of is. different... No, the Skyving snack boxes give you a bunch of different ailments, so you're not like... If you're always throwing up, people would get suspicious. But if one time you're throwing up, next time you got a nosebleed, you know. Oh, maybe it's the maybe it's it the one side of the nosebleed nougat. No, one side is the nosebleed. It's a different. It's a different snack box. So like every no. So sorry, I'm like looking online also, which might be confusing me. Yeah. Um, so every snack box says, has like the two colors, and one is the thing that makes you sick, and then the other one is the antidote that you take as soon as you get yeah. excused from class. I know. So apparently the I'm antidote for the nosebleed nougat is looks similar to the thickness part of the blood blister pot. Okay, no 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 no. I'm looking on on the wiki. It's the same thing. The blood blister pot is the side that makes so he just gave her the wrong side. Oh, okay. That's why I was that's why I was confused. I was like I thought for some reason I thought it was separate and then I was trying to figure out why they would have both if they have the nosebleed nugget, like it wouldn't make sense for them to have yeah. two different kinds. So that's why I was confused. Yeah. It's a and Kashani so, yeah. says so yeah, I think they he gave just her gave, the wrong side. But they're but, but they should be different colors. Colors. And they and he are, looked like he examined it. Confused. Yeah, right? that's why it's confused that a different purple sweet which made it worse. I'm not Maybe sure. he didn't I don't examine think it's it. Clear. 
and I don't Here, think that... Here, take this. He said handing her something small and purple. So maybe he didn't. Maybe he just maybe it's broke it in half different. and, I, and, and I'm gave like, her the wrong I'm looking side. at the... I'm looking at the wiki, and I don't even know that it's like that. I don't think it. I don't think he gets it. So, because it says nosebleed nugget, also known as the blood blister pot, is a type of sweet made uh, for the sky of snack boxes. The sweet is designed to make the eater's nose bleed heavily within seconds of eating it. Eating the orange would cause the nosebleed, nosebleed, while the purple would stop it. Katie got a nosebleed, and Fred gave her what he thought was the cure, but it ended up giving her the purple sweet. And then behind the scenes, according to Fred, the object that made Katie's nosebleed worse was called a blood blister pod which can be speculated to be a component of the nosebleed nugget. Well, yeah, okay. which might not be the case. That's a question for Joe, I guess, because I, yeah. Because I, I always thought that they were separate and that they would have to be and that Fred and George didn't create that one because, like, why would you make two of the, they essentially do the same thing unless it's just a part of it and that's just what they call, like... Yeah, the split parts. Part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I mean, that's they have to really take her small, to the... But, yeah, so they take her to the hospital wing, and Angelina says, well, there's no point continuing with no beaters and the chaser gone. Um, come on, let's go and get changed. The Slytherins continue to chant as they trailed back into the changing room. How was practice, said Hermione rather coolly half an hour later as Ron and Harry climbed through the portrait hole. It was completely lousy, said Ron in a hollow voice. Well, it was only your first one, she said consolingly. It's bound to take time to. Who said it was me that made it lousy, snapped Ron. No one. I, I thought, you thought I was bound to be rubbish? Like, that is your issue, Ron? Mm-hmm. Seems like something that you should deal with on your own. I'm going to go get started on homework, said Ron angrily, who stomped off to the staircase to, to the boys' dormitory. Was he lousy? No, said Harry loyally. Um, Hermione raised her eyebrows. Well, I suppose he could have played better, but it was only the first training session, like you said. Um, neither Harry nor Ron seemed to make much headway with their homework that night, which... Why? Like at a, I mean, at Ron, some point, you just have to, like... Buckle down. At some point, you just gotta do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't really have time anymore to be on some, oh, I'm just not fit. Like, nah, fam. It yeah. can be trash. You have time to, like, write a draft at least. Right. Like, I don't like, know. Like, Ron, I guess, could be emotional. But Harry, like, you played okay. I mean, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> like, you did nothing right. wrong. You were a good friend. Mm-hmm. Do your work. The chat room just wants you to know in general that Ron is trash and that Ron knows he's trash. So they spent the whole of Sunday in the common room buried in their books, which didn't need to be like this. It was another clear, fine day, and most of their fellow Gryffindors spent the day out on the grounds enjoying what might well be some of the last sunshine that year. You know, we probably should try to get more homework done during the week, Harry muttered to Ron, (laughs) as they finally laid inside (laughs) Professor McGonagall's long essay. What a concept. You know, I feel like someone told you that you should. Not get... only did someone tell you, but like, that's just a, I, okay, I'm sorry. That's like common sense, right? Maybe we yes, and Ron with blood before it all piles up. Yeah, with bloodshot eyes. Listen, shall we just ask Hermione if we can have a look at what she's done? He's steady no. trying to cheat. Mm-hmm. No, said Harry heavily. You know she won't let us. They worked on while the. Uh, sky got darker. The crowd in the common room began to thin again. At half past 11, Hermione wandered over to them yawning. Nearly done? No, said Ron shortly. Jupiter's biggest moon is Ganymede, not Callisto, she said, pointing over Ron's shoulder at a line in his astronomy notes. And it's Io that's got the volcanoes. Thanks, snarled Ron, snatching out the affinity. Are you angry? Are you feeling a type he's, of way? He's pressed. 
He's pressed. But like for that no, she's but not like, letting again, you cheat. It's, it's, no, he's that still trying to act like homework? he's mad that she. Im- no, she, he's trying to act like she's still mad that he implied that uh, that that she may have implied that he wasn't good at Quidditch or some shit. Taken out, he's still feeling feelings about Slytherin. He right. hasn't gotten over that shit, so he's taking it out on Hermione because yeah, he's okay. fifteen. And he has the emotional. Um, sorry, I only. Well, if you've just come over here to criticize Ron, I haven't got time to listen to a sermon. All right, Hermione, I'm up to my neck in it here. Well, whose fault is that? No, mm-hmm. look, isn't that Hermes? Said Hermione, sounding amazed. Blimey, it is. What's Percy writing me for? He opened, he crossed the window, opened it. Hermes flew inside, landed upon Ron's essay, and held out a letter. Um, that's definitely Percy's handwriting, said Ron, sinking back into his chair on the outside of his girl to Ronald Weasley, Gryffindor House, Hogwarts. Ronald, that's your damn brother. Ronald Weasley? Well, he's being formal on the outside. That's just the address. You know I guess how so. Percy is. He calls his parents mother and father. Like, Ronald the is worst. not his highest. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm mad. Open it to Hermione eagerly. Harry nodded. Can I read it? Yeah. Okay. I like reading Percy. He's hilarious. But in the worst way ever. Dear Ron, I have only just heard from no less a person than the Minister of Magic himself, who has it from your new teacher, Professor Umbridge, that you have become a Hogwarts prefect. I was most pleasantly surprised when I heard this news and must firstly offer offer my congratulations. I must admit that I have always been afraid that you would take what we might call the Fred and George route rather than following in my footsteps. So you can imagine my feelings on hearing you've stopped flouting authority and have decided to shoulder some real responsibility. So... Just, just like a basic thing is like you don't really decide to become prefect. You're appointed, and like Ron hasn't changed at all. But I mean, okay. And also, That's hello, fine. backhanded compliment, right? An insult of your brothers in there too, and like <laughs> just the ugh. whole thing. Um, but I want to give you more than congratulations, Ron. I want to give you some advice, which is why I'm sending this at night rather than by usual morning post. Hopefully you will be able to read this away from prying eyes and avoid awkward questions. From something the minister let slip when telling me you are now a prefect, I gather you are still seeing a lot of Harry Potter. I must tell you, Ron, that nothing could put you in danger of losing your badge more than continued fraternization with that boy. Yes, I'm sure you you were surprised to hear this. No doubt we'll say that Potter has always been Dumbledore's favorite, but I feel bound to tell you that Dumbledore may not be in charge at Hogwarts much, long, much longer and the people who count have a very different and probably more accurate view of Potter's behavior. I shall say no more here, but if you look at the Daily Prophet tomorrow, you will get a good idea of the way the wind is blowing and see if you can spot yours truly. So, I mean, just again, like, one, he refers to Harry as that boy and Harry Potter as if he hasn't known this kid since he was 11, 11. years old and, like hasn't spent summers with him like they haven't grown up in the same place and all these things um also things like hot fiery nothing could put you in danger of losing your badge um the people who count um the way the wind is blowing like all these things he's very it's not about like what's right right it's def it's all about like your image and your politically feasible Exactly, and it's about his ambitions, which, you know, as we all know, Percy is a um, secondary Slytherin. Seriously, Ron, you do not want to be tarred with the same brush as Potter. It could be very damaging to your future prospects, and I'm talking here about life after school, too. 
As you must be aware, given that our father escorted him to court, Potter has a di- had a disciplinary hearing this summer in front of the whole Wisengamot, and he did not come out looking too good. He got off on a mere technicality, if you ask me, and many of the people I've spoken to remain convinced of his guilt. It may be that you are afraid to sever ties with Potter. I know he can be unbalanced and, for all I know, violent. But if you have any worries about this or have spotted anything else in Potter's behavior that is troubling you, I urge you to speak to Dolores Umbridge, a really delightful woman who I know will only be too happy to advise you. Um, a delightful woman. Again, you've known. Again, you've known. Even the people you, in the ministry know that bitch ain't delightful. Like, Even that's people okay, on right? her side. Okay. I was going to go back to person talking about Harry, but yes, when he said to a delightful woman, to whom? A really delightful like, woman. He added no, She an can't emphasis. make any friends. No one knows. Everyone knows she's not delightful. Sure, she's like hanging out with, with the minister. And she's she's powerful, got like she's a really delightful. high position. She's not delightful. You could have said an, uh, an influential woman. Right. You know, there are words you could have used that would be more accurate. And even giving her a compliment without having to straight out lie. Okay, and then let's go back to, for all I know, Harry is violent. For all I know, like, you haven't known him. The last time you've only not seen, it's only been, like, two months since you've last seen him. Like, (laughs) fam. I don't understand. And he keeps calling him Potter. Like, it's just all, like, trying to just, ugh, it's gross. Um... This leads leads me to my other bit of advice. As I have hinted above, Dumbledore's regime at Hogwarts may soon be over. Your loyalty, Ron, should not be to him, but to the school and the ministry. I am very sorry to hear that so far Professor Umbridge is encountering very little cooperation from staff as she strives to make those necessary changes within Hogwarts that the ministry so ardently desires. Although she should find this easier from next week, again, see the prophet tomorrow. I shall say only this. A student who shows himself willing to help Professor Umbridge now may be very well placed for head boyship in a couple of years. I'm sorry, like it's So here's the it's other thing is like this your loyalty should not be to him but to the school and to the ministry. No, your loyalty should should be to humans and what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And to your family. Mm-hmm. And the people who stick by you and the people who support you. If they work in the ministry, awesome. If they work at Hogwarts, cool if neither of those things are true okay but your loyalty is not to institutions it's to people yeah you fucking and i mean idiot. i think sorry no you're you're right and i also just want to point out like two years ago when percy was head boy and dumbledore was giving him responsibility and how like he jumped at that opportunity when Sirius black ran in swinging knives at the fat lady he was like oh this is my chance to be in to be in charge and to like help Dumbledore and all these kind of things so again like it is reminder I love very much, so much again about like the way the wind is blowing and you know what I mean right. and he's very much like right now he's like yeah like, Dumbledore this is, is what can get you on the path to head boyship right now exactly and not like being a decent human being yeah um, I am sorry that I wasn't able to see more of you over the summer. It pains me to criticize our parents, but I'm afraid I can no longer live under their roof while they remain mixed up with the dangerous crowd around Dumbledore. If you were writing to Mother at any point, you might tell her that a certain Sturgis Podmore, who was a great friend of Dumbledore's, has recently been sent to Azkaban for trespass at the Ministry. Perhaps that will open their eyes to the kind of petty criminals with whom they are currently rubbing shoulders. 
I count myself very lucky to have escaped the stigma of association with such people. The minister really could not be more gracious to me, and I do hope, Ron, that you will not allow family ties to blind you to the misguided nature of our parents' beliefs and actions either. I sincerely hope that in time you will realize how mistaken they were, and I shall, of course, be ready to accept a full apology when that day comes. Please think over what I have said most carefully, particularly the bit about Harry Potter, and congratulations again on becoming prefect. Your brother, Percy. Um, two slash three things. Uh-huh. Uh, the minister really could not be more gracious to me is the most Trump sentence to ever Trump. Hmm. The governor, hmm. or the president of the Virgin Islands, was really great. Bitch, that's you. You dumb effing moron, in the words of our Secretary of State. Um, and I will be ready to accept a full apology. From who? For what? <laughs> for For whom? You know what this letter is good for? This letter is good for kindling to start a fire so they can call serious. Because Mm -hmm. that other everything else is just (laughs) hot garbage. It's straight up trash. Trash. And Portia wants you to know that Molly was hard on the wrong children and she blames her parenting (laughs) and values. Well, okay, so I don't Personally gotta talk about like I do I totally get what she's saying. Like absolutely. Um, I think that it's interesting, right? Because Percy, for all intents and purposes, has been doing the right thing this whole time. Um, and it, it's one of those situations where, like, you never think you have to worry about, like, that kid. Yeah. If I had a little bit more Slytherin in me, right? Like, my parents wouldn't think that I had to, that they had to worry about me. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I disown y'all because y'all ain't going to get me nowhere. Because y'all out here talking about black power and shit. Nah, fuck that. Y'all, why don't you be more respectable? Why don't you pull your pants up? Like, if I had turned, that's basically what happened. Is if I had, like, instead, like, yeah. I'm like, if I had somehow come out that way, that's that's what would have happened. And, like, I do think that, I don't know. Portia says that if she had taught him to value the right things, this wouldn't happen. But I think that generally the Weasleys teach their kids. I think she did, right? Like, I think that generally the Weasleys as a whole are very much and we've seen it time and time again like they're very much about their family and about loyalty and about all these like things about like what's right and this is this isn't to say that molly is not problematic um and that like some of the things that she did teach her kids weren't problematic but i do think like she taught him all this she taught them all those things but percy is an ambitious person and he's very much about he wants to be in the ministry we saw it last in the last book even though he wasn't necessarily um like, he wasn't against his parents. He was just like, Barty Crouch is is everything to me in my life. Yeah. And so I'm going to do whatever I can I did, to help them out. And, like, if they could have curved to, it a little bit, but, right, like, at right. the same That's time, what I'm going to say. If you're going like, to blame them for anything, it's, it's for not checking those impulses sooner. Like, you can really love your job and excel at it, Percy, but that doesn't mean that you forget, you know, your values or you bend over backwards right, and who you are like, like Barty Crouch is not he like you're worshiping the ground that he walks on and that's not right. really necessary like do your job do it well and then like come home and like be a regular person and like right. don't spend all and your, your time entire about life work, is not right? like is, yeah it's not tied up in your work and your status and all that stuff like right that because his own the only reason his tune changes is because Fudge's tune changed and like the general like mm-hmm. um rhetoric of the ministry changed and then he got this job 
um, as like as Fudge's like assistant or whatever. Like if he hadn't gotten those like things, right? Or if like Voldemort hadn't come back, like it just there would have been different. I don't know. Yeah, there would have yeah. been different things. And I think that he it definitely makes sense like where he is or what he's done. And I think that like his parents definitely could have tried to curb that. But I also think it's like it is his personality. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about like when you see I'm I don't know why this like came into my head. I've been watching a lot of Law and Order per usual or whatever. But like parents who like their kids live in like really high crime or like gang neighborhoods and they try really hard to keep them away from it. Um, but like in the wire, you know what I mean? Like they have money, the the lifestyle is glamorous and blah blah blah. And like parents can only really control a certain aspect and then your peers and what you see around you is going to really like play just as heavy a role as what your parents can do. But I take um Portia's point, you know. Yeah, he, same. But I just And it's don't definitely partly their fault. Yes. Yeah. Like they play it's, a role it's, in it. It's true. They did play a role in it, but it's also a lot of other factors. Um most of which and it's also like at this point Percy's is an adult. Well, like, yeah, Percy, and at this point, Percy's an adult, and he makes his own choices. And, like, you could grow up with terrible parents, and that make, and you don't become a terrible person. Like, you don't, make, you don't make these choices. You have a sense of, you know, right and wrong, and, you know, I don't know. You, it's just, Percy is who Percy is, which is trash. Um, so, Harry okay, looked up so at Ron. so, well said, Harry. Oh, sorry. Um, yes, he says, well... If you want to, uh, what is it? He checked Percy's letter. Oh, yeah. Sever ties with me. I swear I won't get violent. Give it back I to Ron. Point, like, he, he says is, that he's trying, um, he's trying to make this all sound like a joke. But as we've seen, like, this stuff is, is like. He's hurt. He's, he's really hurt. And, like, these, like, microaggressions, like, this isn't, it isn't just this thing at this point, too. Like, he's, like, this alone would hurt Harry. But, like, this is, like now piled onto a litany of microaggressions and and yeah um give it back said ron he is he said directly tearing percy's letter in half the world's he tore it into quarters biggest he tore it in eighths get he threw the pieces into the fire come on we've got to get this finished before sorry come on we've got to get this finished sometime before dawn said harry I mean, sorry, he said to Harry, pulling Professor Sinister's essay back toward him. Hermione was looking at Ron with an odd expression on her face. Oh, give them here, she said abruptly. What, said Ron, give them to me, I'll look through them and correct them, she said. Which is fine as long as she's not doing the work for him, right? Like, But she is. She is. It was now past midnight and the common room was deserted, but the three of them and Crookshanks. And the only sound was Hermione's quilt scratching out sentences here and there on their essays on the ruffle of pages as she checked various facts in the reference books strewn across the table. She just went to the books, which she all mm-hmm. could have done. Mm-hmm. Well, she just, I, part of it, I think, at this point, like I don't think she was going to before, but <laughs> Ron just got this whole thing, and they have been working all day, which, granted, is their fault. Right. But, Is it yeah. Saturday still, or is it Sunday now? No, it's Sunday now. It's Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's um, Monday, because it's after midnight. 
Right. Um, um, Harry was exhausted. He also felt an odd, sick, empty feeling in his stomach that had nothing to do with the tiredness and everything to do with the letter now curling blackly in the heart of the fire. He knew that half the people inside Hogwarts thought him strange, even mad. He knew that the Daily Prophet had been making snide allusions to him for months, but there was something about seeing it written down like that in Percy's writing, about knowing that Percy was advising Ron to drop him and even tell tells to him, on him to Umbridge that made the situation real to him as nothing else had. He had known Percy for four years, had stayed in his house during the summers, shared a tent with him during the Quidditch World Cup, had even award, been awarded full marks by him in the second task of the Triwizard Tournament last year, yet now Percy thought him unbalanced and possibly violent. With a surge of um, sympathy for his godfather, Harry thought that Sirius was probably the only person who knew what he could was really sorry, he, he knew who could really understand how he felt at the moment because Sirius was in the same situation. Nearly everyone in the wizarding world thought Sirius was a dangerous murderer and a great Voldemort supporter, and he had had to live with that knowledge for 14 years. Harry blinked. He had just seen something in the fire that could not have been there. It had flashed into sight and then vanished immediately. No, it couldn't have been. He had just imagined it because he'd been thinking about Sirius. Okay, write that down, Hermione said, and then copy out this conclusion that I've written for you. That's the part that goes too far and is a no. Harry had slid off into, off his chair onto his knees and was now crouching on the singed and threadbare hearthrug, gazing into the flames. Harry, said Ron, why are you down there? Because I've just seen Sirius's head in the fire, said Harry. He spoke quite calmly after all. He had seen Sirius's head in the the fairy sorry in this very fire the previous year and had talked to it too Sirius's head Hermione repeated you mean like when he wanted to talk to you during the Triwizard Tournament but he wouldn't do that now it would be too serious she gasped gazing at the fire Ron dropped his quill there in the middle of the dancing flames sat Sirius's head long dark hair falling around his grinning face I was starting to think you'd go to bed before everyone else had disappeared he said I've been checking every hour You've been popping into the fire every hour, Harry said, half laughing, just for a few seconds to check if the coast was clear yet. Well, what if you'd been seen, said Hermione. Well, I think a girl, first year by the look of her, might have gotten a glimpse of me earlier, but don't worry, he added hastily. I was gone the moment she looked back at me, and I'll bet she thought I was just an oddly shaped log or something, which, just reckless. Right. Reckless. But seriously, you're taking an awful risk. You sound a lot like Molly. This was the only way I could come up with answering Harry's letter without resorting to code. You didn't say you'd written to Sirius, said Hermione, accusingly. I forgot, which was perfectly true. Don't look at me like that, Hermione. There's no way anyone would have gotten secret information out of it. Was there, Sirius? No, it was very good. Anyway, we'd better be quick, just in case we're disturbed. Your scar. I know it can't be fun when it hurts, but we don't think it's anything to really worry about. It kept aching all last year, didn't it? Yeah, and Dumbledore said it happened whenever Voldemort was feeling a powerful emotion. So maybe he was just, I don't know, really angry or something um, the night I had the detention. Well, now he's back and he's bound to, it's bound to hurt more often, said Sirius. So you don't think it had anything to do with Umbridge touching me when I was in detention with her? I doubt it. I know her by reputation and I'm sure she's no Death Eater. She's foul enough to be one, um, said Harry darkly. And Ron and Hermione nodded. Yes, but the world isn't split into good people and Death Eater, said Sirius with a wry smile. Um, you know she's a na- I know she's a nasty piece of work, though. You should hear Remus talk about her. Does Lupin know her, asked Harry quickly. No, but she drafted a bit of anti-werewolf legislation two years ago that makes it almost impossible for him to get a job. Um, Harry remembered I how just, much... Sorry, really quickly, oh. pointing out, um, one, fuck her for that. Also, yes. this is also 
two years ago is right after Snape outed him and he lost his job. So then he couldn't get a new job because Umbridge came through with the backup. Like, ha ha. Just kidding. You're a Damn. werewolf. So. Yeah. All right. Let me change my bench. Um, <laughs> so um, what she got against werewolves said Hermione angrily. Scared of them, I expect, said Sirius, smiling at her indignation. Apparently she loves part humans. She campaigned to have mer people rounded up and tagged last year, too. Imagine wasting your time and energy persecuting mer people when there are little toe rags like creature on the loose. Um, Ron laughed, but Hermione looked upset. Serious, honestly, if you made a bit of an effort with Creature, I'm sure he'd respond. After all, you are the only member of his family he's got left. And Professor Dumbledore said, So what are Umbridge's lessons like? Sirius interrupted. Is she training you all to kill half-breeds? She's not letting us use magic at all. All we do is read the stupid textbook, said Ron. Ah, well, that figures. Our information from inside the ministry is that Fudge doesn't want you trained in combat. Trained in combat, repeated Harry incredulously. What does he think we're doing? Forming some sort of wizard army? That's exactly what he thinks you're doing. Or rather, that's exactly what he's afraid Dumbledore is doing. Forming his own private army, which with, with which he will be able to take on the Ministry of Magic. Like, the level of paranoia, paranoia? and self-delusion. Yeah. Like, yeah. one, Dumbledore keeps saying Voldemort is back. So if, if Dumbledore believes that Voldemort is back and is forming an army, wouldn't that army be to take on Voldemort? No. Obviously, it's mm -mm. to take on the Ministry of Magic. Also, I will say, um, from last week, we did it last week, right, where we read about Umbridge. Um, mm -hmm. yes. She's The other thing, just from that Pottermore article, was that like she is has kind of been in Fudge's ear, like kind of just nudging him, like, hey, you know Dumbledore's out to get you, right? Hey, you know they're like trying to do this stuff, right? They're trying to uh, sack you and all this kind of stuff. So I think that's also... He believes that also from her kind of nudging as well. Yeah. Um, Which is, like, really also, sorry to keep bringing up Trump in our happy place, but, like, there's a, that whole, like, all the reporting about the fact that whoever is the last person that Trump speaks to is what he believes type of thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, I really get that from Fudge because when he was in... Um, when he was chummy with Dumbledore, he would go to him for advice. He would do all these things. So he's just really not confident in his abilities as a leader, which he shouldn't be because he's terrible at it. But, like, that Umbridge is the last person in his... It, it, Umbridge is the person, like, stoking these things, and he believes them because he's delusional and paranoid. is just problematic. There was a pause at this, and Ron said, that's the stupidest thing I've heard, including all the stuff Luna Lovegood comes out with. Which is rude. So we're being prevented, which is rude, but also like a little bit funny. Um, given that is the actually Ron, that's Ron perfectly serious as stubby boardman. Like <laughs> I just that act, that sentence is a perfect summary of Ron. Rude, but a little bit funny. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is that's his, that um, captures his whole essence. <laughs> Um, so we're being prevented from learning Defense Against the Dark Arts because Fudge is scared will use his spells against the Ministry? Yep, said Sirius. Fudge thinks Dumbledore will stop at nothing to seize power. He's getting more paranoid about Dumbledore by the day. It's a matter of time before he has Dumbledore arrested on some trumped-up charge. Um, this reminded Harry of Percy's letter. Do you know if there's going to be anything about Dumbledore in the Daily Prophet tomorrow? Only Ron's brother Percy reckons there will be. I don't know, said Sirius. I haven't seen anyone from the Order all weekend. They're all busy. It's just been Creature and me here. There was a definite note of bitterness in Sirius's voice. So you haven't heard any news about Hagrid either? Ah, said Sirius. 
While he was supposed to be back by now, no one's sure what happened to him. <laughs> then, seeing their stricken faces, he added quickly, But Dumbledore is not worried, so you three don't go getting yourselves into a state. I'm sure Hagrid's fine. But if he was supposed to be back by now, Madame Maxine was with him and we've been in touch with her. She says they got separated on the journey home, but there's nothing to suggest he's hurt or... Well, nothing to suggest he's not perfectly okay. Um, listen, don't go asking Which too is, many questions about Harry. Oh, uh-huh. Um, Madame Maxine was like, oh, Grop's coming? I'm out. It's, it's a no for me. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. I can operate home. I'm good. See my, see good luck with out. that. Don't go asking too many questions about Hagrid. It'll just draw more attention to the fact that he's not back, and I know Dumbledore doesn't want that. Hagrid's tough. He'll be okay. Um, when they did not appear cheered by this, he added, when's your next Hogsmeade weekend anyway? I was thinking, we got away with the dog disguise at the station, didn't we? I thought I could... No, said Harry and Hermione together very loudly. Sirius, didn't you read see the Daily Prophet? Oh, that, said Sirius. They're always guessing where I am. They haven't really got a clue. Yeah, but we think they have this time. Something Malfoy said on the train made us think he knew it was you, and his father was on the platform, Sirius. You know Lucius Malfoy, so don't come up here whatever you do. If Malfoy recognizes you again... All right, all right, I've got the point, said Sirius. Just an idea. Thought you might like to get together. I would. I just don't want you chucked back in Azkaban, said Harry. There was a pause in which Sirius looked out of the fire at Harry, a crease between his sunken eyes. You're less like your father than I thought, he said fin- finally, a defiant coolness in his voice. The risk would have made it fun for James. Look, well, I better get going. I can hear Creature coming down the stairs. I'll write to tell you a time I can make it back in the fire, then shall I, if you can stand to risk it? Um, and then there was a tiny pop, and the place where Harry, we're sorry, where Sirius's head had been was flickering flame once more. Um, he just went out just swinging for no reason, and that was super unfair. There's a reason. It's not a great reason, but he's hurt. Hurt people yeah, hurt people. Yeah, but also he's an adult, and he's talking to his 15-year-old godson, so he has to, he has to chill. He could be bit. Snape. Listen to, look at the world we're living in here. Yeah, but... It's true, but Snape is not his and Snape is not his godfather, and Umbridge is not his godmother. Fudge is not the godfather. None of them are. None of them are godparents. I'm not saying it. I'm not. I'm just. I'm saying hurt people hurt people. That's true. That's very true. But that's fine. Um, that's very true, but I also just think that, like, I, it doesn't really excuse in this moment, and he should... It's not an excuse. Like... Um, it's, an, it's an explanation Especially because... Excuse. Especially given, like, they're trying to make sure you're okay. You know what I mean? Like, trying to make sure you don't get sent back to Azkaban for a crime you didn't commit. Like... Right. Just to go hang out with them one time. Like, just the scale is not... Yeah. <laughs> And Amani points out how many times have you talked about not lashing out at people when you're hurt? And I said, all the time. It's the thing I hate the most, but I love serious. And it's not an excuse. I'm not excusing his behavior. I'm just saying that that's the explanation. It's, it's not right. Okay. MVP and benched. Who's but your MVP? MVP is serious black. Of course it is. Even though um, he ended in a even he place. Even though Amani... That was a money that was rude. Even though he ended on a lower note, he did let you know that people are not split between good, good and Death Eater, which is literally something that people have posted on their walls and tattooed on their bodies. It's true. 
And then the movie tried and it's good like, to remember. turn it into something that was... They didn't make it... I mean, they put it in there, but... They didn't do it justice. profound. They didn't. Anyway, yeah. um, I made Angelina my MVP um, for, you know, pushing through Being that first footage practice, trying to do her, you know, trying to do her job, ignoring racist remarks from little white girls who need to just mind their own business and find another hobby. Um, and who are jealous. And who are jealous. If she could have braids, she, she would be, she, Pansy Parkinson probably tried to put cornrows in her hair mm-hmm. and, and they, they slipped like, out and Blaze, too thin. Blaze was like, Blaze look, girl, look at her and was get, like, girl, probably laughing in her not face. Get, they had never seen laugh. Blaze laugh a day in his life. He saw right. that and was like, ha, ha, what are you, you doing? tried it. I um, need you to go and take those out of your hair. Yeah. Handed her a physical L. And then kept laughing like, on the way to the Great Hall. <laughs> Take that. And then was I'm like, Dean, did you see? Go- <laughs> I know we don't, but Dean. Dean, let she, me tell you. She tried it, fam. Like, Probably went up to Angelina, too. Went to all the black folks. Like, gather <laughs> like, round. Gather round. <laughs> Just let me tell you this to story. To the shit I saw this morning. Because <laughs> um, made Sirius her MVP because, um, because Sirius... And for finding a way to communicate with the trio in these troubled times and providing key information. Kashana fucks with you. You good people. It's um, funny because I was thinking about making series my MVP until I read the end and I was like, mm, that's a no. Just, but, I, but it's fine. I get y'all. I get y'all. Just one misstep. Um, so Deb says <laughs> MVP. No it, one. Which makes it a different. Maybe Angelina. She's doing the best she can as captain. Didn't completely set Potter <laughs> off with the Slytherin warning. So... I'm going to say Angelina. She wasn't committed, <laughs> but it's better than That's no fine. one. I'll count it. Um, Portia, Cho, and Hermione for being ride or die, which, Portia, are you not a part of the team? Because the team has already decided it's ride or ask more questions. We don't ride or die here. Ride or figure out. I mean, out we appreciate way. those who are. I think we just know we're not those people. At least that's how I feel. Okay. I mean, it's great for them, and they're supportive. And I kind of worry about them. I'm going to ask I'm just questions. like, I'm worried about, I'm worried for you. Yeah. Really? Ride or, really? You want to ride or die? Come here, I sis. Mean, let's have some tea know, and talk this out. Let's think this through. You know. Um, Amani makes Cho Chang and Hermione his MVP for being real ones, despite Harry and Ron being idiots, and the fandom for continuing to ignore their boss status, which is true. Um, and Laurel makes Cho Chang her MVP for not letting Harry be searched for no good goddamn reason. Ain't no good goddamn reason. <laughs> Benched. Percy. Whew. He just he just needs to remember where he came from. Whew. So. If that's not if that's not a word. I benched Percy as well, but then I had to add on another one. I had to give it to Umbridge for that. Um, Extra bit of racism. Remus's life a living hell because she's like, like it wasn't hard enough. He's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Is that not punishment mm-hmm. enough? Also, he didn't ask for that life. Nope. He didn't ask for a crazy person to bite him when he was a nope. child, a baby. And maybe if you would be giving werewolves some attention, some therapy, and some opportunities, then homeboy Fenrir wouldn't be as crazy as he was because he'd have a job and be productive. 
and just go a little wonky once a month. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes, you know, I miss a day or two of work per month sometimes, when a particularly bad month, but I don't go around just, like, attacking folk about, well, you know, attacking. Anyway. <laughs> um, I don't think Kashana gave... She did. It's just earlier. It's higher up. She bitched oh, Percy trying Percy. to convince Ron... Um, to, to be, be a, a disloyal, disloyal snitch, snitch who values positions of power of her um, positions of power over um, over a loved one, which, which is valid is a word. Deb uh, benches Slytherin House. Uh, do something else with your time. Y'all could be practicing. Y'all could be studying anything. Why are you so obsessed? Is Hogwarts really that boring? And obviously, it's not. And also, Percy and his it's bitch not ass. boring. It's a lot of things. There's a giant squid. There's a whole room that'll just give you whatever you want. You just walk past that room and be mm-hmm. like, I want a whole room of Xboxes. And then boom. Mm-hmm. You playing Grand Theft Auto all day. That's lovely. Um, Laurel benches Pansy Parkinson because what the fuck, Pansy? <laughs> and, um, I love that. Amani benches Umbridge for her straight up racism and fucking with the wrong werewolf. Love that. And Portia benches Percy for being the worst and serious for making reckless behavior seem like a valid option, which his impressionable godson imitates later to his demise and talking crap about creature within his earshot, which leads him to be disloyal later. And Portia, have you met Connie? You have. Are y'all hanging out right now? Are you holding Connie's hand while you type this? (laughs) Um, so thank you for listening. Next week, we will discuss chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the Hogwarts High Inquisitor. Uh, make sure yeah. to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag Wizard Team. Y'all know where we I be. just want you guys Y'all to know, know that to we us. literally have like three Umbridge heavy chapters back to back to back and I'm over it. We do. And I mean, we get a little bit of a break, but damn... Go yeah. somewhere. I'm sick of you. Yeah. Same. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.